Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And surprise, we're back for a mini bonus episode. It's not Tuesday. It's Friday. And yeah, we have a fun surprise mini episode all about Halloween-themed activities. Um, Last week, or actually earlier this week, Um, Our episode, All About Mindfulness, aired with Marie from Thanks Morris. We've had amazing feedback from that, and we are so glad that you guys have enjoyed it. Yes, and we loved talking to her, and she's been so great just even communicating with us afterwards. She's amazing. We love her. So today we wanted to share some of our favorite Halloween activities to start using in therapy sessions. Halloween themed sessions last all month of October for me. I've already started. So we wanted to get Mm -hmm. you guys these ideas as soon as possible because you can really start like next week on Monday, start those Halloween sessions. It's a fun way to change things up. I know that I feel like sometimes I get in a rut of the same things over and over again. And now is like the start of all the holidays because we have Halloween, then we have Thanksgiving and then Christmas. So we can really start changing it up a little bit and trying some new activities. So we're just going to dive right in and tell you guys some ideas we have, and we'll link them on our website as well. But please share with us any ideas that you have too. And we'd love to share that on our social media. Uh, the first that I wanted to talk about was boom cards. Those are, I downloaded all these boom cards the other day. There's so many and they're so fun. There's a bunch of free build or decorate a pumpkin. So the decorate one is really cute. It has like shirts and bows and shoes that you can put on the pumpkin. And then the build a pumpkin is like build a jack-o'-lantern. So you can put like shapes in the pumpkin. So you can work on it that way. Um, I've right now just used it as a reinforcer with some of my kids that are doing like speech sound or something, but you could use it as a way of expanding language, making requests, things like that. And then my other one that I've really liked is five little pumpkins. The book is on boom cards and it's just a short little book, but it goes through and with all the little pumpkins that have different facial expressions and they're really cute. And it's just a simple, again, fun reinforcement to do with kids. I love that. So my intern, um, actually was using the decorate the jack-o'-lantern one earlier this week yeah and then the next one that I wanted to talk about she used actually today so I quick asked her all the details so I could share them with you guys because it was the cutest thing ever so it's from speechin and teachin which is such a cute name but it's called where is boo hiding and essentially you have um like on the screen there's like seven or eight haunted houses and you have to find where the um ghost boo is hiding so you have um your student pick whichever door and um when you move it away either the ghost is there 
or either a object is there with their target sound. So there's a bunch of different decks for, um, you know, like R, today the one she was using was R in the initial position. So she would move it over and it was a bowl of rice. And then she would move, you know, they would pick another door and move it over and it was a rooster. And then eventually you find the cute little ghost boo. And oh. my students that she was working with loved it. They thought it was so much fun. It's different. And mm. I love that it's themed because it gets your students excited for Halloween, which they already are, but um, it just kind of builds the anticipation for the rest of the month. So I thought that was so cute. So cute. Yeah. The boom cards are a saving grace for telepractice. That's for sure. And yeah. shout out to all you SLPs that keep making them and keep making them free because I love it. It is saving me with telepractice. Um, another thing that I actually just did today, I was actually in person today. So with one of my kids that I saw, I printed out just one of those, um, dot sheets. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about where you put the dots on them? Um, you like could put like daubers. Yeah. The dot, dot, a dot yeah. or whatever they're called. They're like dot markers and mm -hmm. it's just a pumpkin. It's just an empty pumpkin with all these dots in it. And it's just a super easy reinforcement. He was working on final consonants. So that was perfect. We would do a dot for every final consonant. And it was just, again, super fun. And he loved it. And he was so excited to show his mom because we did it with all different colors. So he was like my colorful pumpkin and it was cute. And I think kids like being able to take art home too. And this is, sure. this is a kid that I just started seeing back in the clinic. So it was fun for him because he hasn't had any art to take home. So anytime you can incorporate art stuff, especially something as easy as that, it's really fun. So yeah, usually when we're in person, um, I'll have a lot of my students do an art activity and then I either use it to decorate my door or I have like a tax strip outside of my door that I'll put them up with a title, like explaining what they did. So yeah, I love that. That's cute. Target dollar um, spot the next has, oh, I'm so sorry. Target no, you're, go ahead. dollar spot has a lot of really cute arts and crafts stuff too for um, Halloween, like pumpkin themed stuff. I got a lot of stuff from there last year that all of my students did. So that's another spot to get them at. That is dangerous. And before we, <laughs> I move on to the next thing I do want to say, um, they have, I know Easter eggs are like huge. They have tiny little pumpkin ones. I yes. I saw target. your story. They're so cute. And they're I would say they're a little bit bigger than Easter eggs, or maybe it's just because they're shaped differently, but you can fit adorable little mini objects in there. Mm -hmm. And we've been using it where they pick a pumpkin, pop it open, and then um, like EET describe it, or where we build sentences, or um, like if it's a noun, or you can tie a verb to it, things like that. But I love those. So I love those. I have apples that are like that. So I, oh. I was using those in September too, like for the fall, but they're the same yeah. thing. They're a lot bigger. So they fit a lot of, I put like puzzle pieces in there or mm -hmm. I don't know, other things, but it's just fun because the Easter egg thing is fun, but it gets old after a while. Like it's not Easter yeah. anymore. So it's fun to have something like that, but the same. Yeah, they're cute. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is Halloween bingo. So if you just Google Halloween bingo, sheets will come up, but essentially it's a bingo card. And instead of numbers, it's a bunch of different Halloween objects um, and like a jackal lantern, a witch, a witch's hat, a cauldron, et cetera, and so forth. But I, my kids love bingo. It's, I feel like it's such a classic and an easy thing to do. And they always get super excited to see if they're going to get a bingo first or if their friends are. And I usually tie that to EET 
or WH questions um, or even following directions I can do sometimes. And the kids love it. I feel like EET is such a go-to for all of these things um, because they're new and different words that you probably wouldn't use throughout the rest of the year. So it kind of makes them step out of their comfort zone. I was doing this past week, um, comparing and contrasting fall fruits and veggies. So I had a little pumpkin, a corn and an apple, and we went through that string. So, um, if those objects or pictures are on those bingo cards, that would be awesome too, because they'll get that exposure to those vocabulary words. Yeah. I do the same thing with, um, candy corn. There's a free TPT graph or on teachers pay teachers. It's uh, an Mm -hmm. EET graph. So it separates it by like the category. What does it look like? Where do you find it? All of the different ways you can describe a candy corn, which is so fun. And you can find a bag of candy corn at the dollar store. So it's a dollar. And then they get to eat it after they describe it in a really great way with all of their words. And then I usually, if they're at the level yet, I usually prompt them to like put it in a sentence and Mm -hmm. tell me using all of your words together instead of just each word. And, um, you can make it into a fun, short little activity. I would say that that activity definitely doesn't last the whole therapy session, but it is a fun thing to do at the end because they get, then they get to eat their candy corn. Um, and for when you're describing it, you can describe what it tastes like. So I'm like, okay, take a little bite (laughs) and then they get to like eat it slowly. So it lasts longer. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a fun thing to do with some candy corn or any other Halloween candy. If you really want to bring that in. I love that. And everyone loves eating candy or like having Mm -hmm. a surprise special treat for sure. The next one, Claire and I both do and have been doing for a couple years. I don't know if it was, it must've been a big thing when we first. It must've, cause we were talking about this beforehand and we're both like, oh, wow. Yeah. We've both been doing this forever. (laughs) So, um, you bring in one of those tiny little pumpkins and then a gourd and you just run through the EET chain. And this is perfect, especially for that comparing and contrasting vocabulary. And you can even make like a Venn diagram and write those words that are specific to pumpkins on that side, the words that that are specific to gourds, and then the words that are similar and can apply to both of them in the middle. And then I usually take that a step farther, especially with my older students, and turn all of the ideas we came up with into sentences and then paragraphs. And then we go back through and we proofread too. Like, do we have a capital letter at the beginning? Do we have a period, punctuation, things like that? And the kids love having that hands-on experience with those because you have to remember that not every kid has access to things like that. And I found that a lot in my school and some kids, that was the first time they had seen a tiny little pumpkin Mm -hmm. and the joy that they had on their faces was amazing and so exciting. Um, so I love that activity. I highly suggest you guys do that. If you're in person, um, it would be fun via teletherapy, but probably not the same excitement level because you don't have hands-on stuff. And another thing that might be fun to do that I have done with my older students, probably like grades, I don't know, I'm only K-5, so probably three and up, is I'll bring in a smaller um, pumpkin that you can carve and cut it open. And we'll kind of do like a science um, exploration activity. And I'll have them come up with their own WH questions about the pumpkin before we start. And then they'll answer each other's questions and kind of go from there, which they like that too. 
I've brought in a big pumpkin before too, or like a bigger actual pumpkin before too, mm-hmm. to describe and, and to use EET with. And when we're done with the activity, they get to like sign it or draw a, uh-huh. something on it. So by the end and all my kids do it. So by the end, I have a pumpkin that's like colored on and has names on that it. It was so cute. It was cute. I set it outside my door of my office just as like a, yeah. a little thing. <laughs> I saw, yeah. actually, that's funny. You said that. Cause I saw, um, someone do a big pumpkin and I must've seen it last year. Um, and every, all of their students wrote something that they're thankful for. Oh, that's um, cute. Pumpkin. I know. And that ties into like our gratitude mindfulness talk that we just had. And that would be awesome. I, if yeah, you work in like a middle gonna, school or yeah. high school, um, where kids ele- elementary is hard when they're younger, obviously, but, mm-hmm. um, for some of your older kids, that's such a good idea. I love that. What a good I way know, to like so interact with them and, and interact with the mindfulness. That's awesome. Um, the next one that I wanted to touch on was spooky stories, which Rachel said earlier, how she hangs stuff outside her door or, um, in her room. And these spooky stories are another free teachers pay teachers, um, worksheet that you print off and it's cute. It's just like a triangle and I cut them out for them. Um, and it has a little like spooky ghost or spider or something on it. And it's just an empty lined paper. So it has lines on it and it's for my older kids. So like fourth grade and up is usually what I would do. Um, maybe some third graders, just depending. Sometimes the kids I have don't have the best writing either. Like sometimes it's hard for them to write, especially on the lined paper. So you might have to help them with that, but I really just target. Um, I usually have them write maybe what Halloween is and we can practice our sentence structure or we read a little excerpt on something about Halloween. Um, there's a bunch of free reading comp Halloween things on teachers pay teachers as well. And so I'll have them practice Mm -hmm. coming up with the main idea and writing the main idea. Um, or I I'll have them just write what their Halloween costume was. So anything that lets me see kind of where their writing's at, because I feel like we work a lot on speech, but we also write the way, the way we speak. So it's interesting for me sometimes to see the way that they're, or how they're writing. Um, and sometimes I don't get that opportunity. So sometimes I'll just have them answer something open-ended and you can also have them write down their words that they're have their target sound in them or something like that. But it's fun. And when they're done, I just hang it up in my room and then they get to see all of them and we can read the different, uh, kids that I see stories and stuff like that. So that's, that's a free one. I like so. that. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Um, the next thing that we had on our list is something that Claire and I both do. So it's, I, I like to call it like the hands-on version of headbands, but a lot of people call it what's in the bag or something similar to that. But essentially we take one of those plastic pumpkins that you see like everywhere. You can get them at the dollar store and have different objects in it, or you can do one at a time and then have your students, um, ask WH questions to figure out what's in there. So similar to the concept of headbands where you don't know what's on there, or you could each have one and ask questions back and forth. But I love that because um, you get a lot of really interesting answers and your students can surprise you with what they know. I found that a lot mm-hmm. where I've either thought like, oh, this is going to be really challenging and then they nail it. Yeah. Or the flip side, like, oh, um, 
this is going to be too easy. And sometimes they struggle. It depends with whatever words um, they're given. So I like that though. It's fun. Yeah. I think that's so fun too. And I have a pumpkin and a bat bag that I have like to make choices from. So um, even if it's with like one of my little, little ones, maybe it'll just be like a little toy in there or something. And they'll have to make, just make a choice. Like, do you want the bat bag? or the pumpkin bag, um, or communicating wants and needs to. So to kind of bring it down to a pre-K level, if you need to makes it fun. Another that I have is Halloween Mad Libs, which Mad Libs are for everything. You guys, you can make mad, you can find Mad Libs for literally every, uh, holiday, everything that you could ever need. There's, I think a whole, actually I found, I found once a whole website just dedicated to different themed Mad Libs. So, um, the Halloween Mad Libs I found, of course, is a free teachers pay teachers. Could you, can you tell that I'm obsessed? Uh, when, when I worked in a school, I kid you not. I think I have like over 900 downloads or something crazy like that. I have so much on my teachers pay teachers. And for a while when boom cards started, I kind of went away from it because I was doing so many on boom cards. And now I've started to look back and be like, Oh, I haven't used this in a while. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it's all brand new again. Um, but the Halloween Mad Libs is, is fun. You get to come up with some funny, spooky words or things like that. And it kind of, you can test if the child can come up with nouns and adjectives, and then, um, you could even have them try and put it in a sentence before you put it in the Mad Lib sentence is what I try to do too. I love that Mad Lib. That's such a great idea. I loved Mad Libs as a kid. I, I know, me too. Such like, a fun car game. We always played it in the car. Yes, <laughs> that's reason. funny you say that because we have one in our car right now for like oh, road funny. trips and whatever. <laughs> but just like the silly combinations that you would come up with, yeah. um, you find like so funny as a child. For sure. So the next thing that I had on our list is an October calendar and I know you guys can't see us because it's a podcast, but Claire probably sees me like frantically scrolling through my phone. And that's because I downloaded an awesome October calendar that was filled with different ideas for lesson plans, specifically geared towards teletherapy. And I forgot the name of the website that I found it at and it's at work. So I'll link it or actually I'll post it on our Instagram story um, tomorrow. So today, the day you guys are listening to this, hopefully, but it's awesome. There are so many activities on there. There are rewards, simple activities that you can use as a reinforcer. There are book ideas. There are song ideas. There are craft ideas. It's awesome. And I feel like that's such a vital resource because teletherapy is hard and, um, I'm going through it right now. And it's just challenging because you're used to hands-on stuff or you're used to the materials that you've always been using. Um, and it had a ton of good ideas. So I'm sorry, I don't have the name of it, but I will link it. I'll post a story on our Instagram for sure. I'm so excited to see it. That sounds awesome. Cause I'm, I'm doing mostly telepractice as well. And I'm always appreciate new ideas. Yeah. <laughs> So one other thing that I have found is a light up pumpkin. And this, this is just specific to something I have found. I found it years ago at the dollar store. It's one of those that has like a little cord attached to it and you press the button and it lights up and it still works, which I can't believe I've had it for at least three years, maybe more than that. Um, (laughs) but I use it for requesting. So I, I actually used it mainly with my kids with AAC to request more, or I want more, um, or light 
or on. There's a lot of thing, a lot of core vocabulary you can use with that. And it's nice because the cord is long enough where I stick it behind my back. So there's no way that they can even figure a way out to turn the pumpkin on by themselves. And sometimes I'll, I'll like turn it on and they won't know how I did it because my hand's behind my back. So Mm -hmm. it lights up and it's just really fun. It's super low maintenance. It's not very complicated, but the kids that I had using AAC loved it. And I had a couple kids. uh, I had one using an eye gaze that she loved it. Absolutely loved it and got so happy when she saw it. And we were practicing requests on her eye gaze. So it was just, again, a very simple toy to use with some of my higher needs kids, especially. Um, and it was just at the dollar store. It was a dollar. And speaking of, there are so many things at the dollar store. I'm actually going to go this weekend because I try to go each holiday to like fill my bag, Mm -hmm. my toolbox of things, because you can always find stuff at the dollar store, especially around the holidays, um, or to decorate your home, you know, either way. (laughs) <laughs> For sure. So guys, I found it. I found Yay. the calendar. I'm so excited. So Ashley Rossi SLP is the account that posted it and I'm looking at it right now. And these are just some of the categories. So she has a whole category on books, a whole category on crafts, toys and games, digital resources, printable resources, websites, and then more. This um, is free. Free. Wow. I know. Then See, more- props to you guys. All I- these all these SLPs that are doing so much. And I mean, I know like when you get used to it, it's an easy thing to do, but that's a lot. That's totally. And then she has a whole section for fall activities and Halloween activities. And then probably the best part, because I love trying to switch themes each week, but staying in the same overall theme, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So she has the, the four weeks of October broken down. So week one would be leaves. Week two is fire safety. Week three is bats and spiders and week four is Halloween. And then in each of those sections, she has books, articulation and language. So we will link that what a for rock sure. Star. That's amazing. Because I know it's amazing. So it's a, I'm happy I was able to find it. <laughs> um, and then the last thing that I had that I wanted to talk about would be a really awesome resource that we're going to post also. And you guys can DM us and we will actually email you the actual file, but I was going through my stuff and I found this amazing trick or treat communication board. So for your students that are using some sort of AAC, whether it's high tech or low tech, I found this awesome communication board actually in my resources that I totally forgot about. And I'm unsure of where I got it. I'm pretty sure I made it with a coworker a couple years ago. But it looks like the little pecs um, or board maker pictures that you're used to, but it's a whole communication board to helping someone communicate while they're trick-or-treating. And there even is a little like two or three sentence paragraph to the side that says, like, it may take me a little bit to communicate, so please be patient with me. But there's different pictures on there that they're able to use to communicate, like, I want candy. I want different. I want more. Hello, trick or treat. Super cute. I know. So helpful. So we'll post a picture of that too. And if you guys are interested, just DM us and we will email you the file. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that's so important, especially so that those using AAC can be involved in trick or treating. Cause sometimes that's the hardest thing. Mm -hmm. I know that I've, I had a family that that was 
they told me that was their goal. Like at the beginning of October, they're like, we really just want him to be able to communicate mm-hmm. trick or treat on his device. And so we worked on it all month long and it's just, it's something so simple, but it's something that really gives them, you know, some functional and really intimate abilities, you know, that, mm-hmm. that they're able to do that. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And I love that this one includes that those like couple sentences saying like, please be patient because Halloween, Mm -hmm. you know, like trick or treating, there could be like a million kids at your door and hectic and busy. And you might just want to like hurry and think about it. Yeah. But for those that aren't as educated about AAC or are kind of unaware or haven't had exposure to that, um, that can definitely help. So I like that. It's awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. The very last thing we're going to talk about is books. Uh, I know that Rachel just got a bunch of books and she's going to talk to you about that, but I do want to put in the plug. If you're doing telepractice, that there's a ton of free read alouds on YouTube. I looked on books and storyline online and couldn't find any Halloween ones yet, but maybe they're coming. Mm -hmm. I would assume that, um, resources like that usually do some sort of holiday theme thing. So keep checking those resources, um, for some of the the book read alouds, but you can also find them on YouTube, but real books are so fun. And I'm so excited to hear what Rachel got from her book haul. Yeah, I did. I went (laughs) crazy on thrift books. (laughs) So when we had Jenna on for our all about books episode, she talked about all of these different resources that she uses to, um, either buy books or rent books from the library to incorporate into her sessions. So I'm going to just mention the ones that I got, but you guys don't have to buy them remember that you guys have local libraries. Hopefully if they're open, you guys can take advantage of that because checking out themed books for something like that is perfect and free. Um, so you don't have to break the bank, but I broke the bank a little bit because I ordered like 12. You also and have a child. I already have so like another sense. cart. I know <laughs> I have another cart full. So some that I got, I got It's Pumpkin Day Mouse by Laura Numeroff, which is part of the um, adorable series, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, and all of those mm-hmm. books. So that's super cute. Um, Goodnight Goon, which is super cute. Aww. I did get some Thanksgiving ones. Um, How to Catch a Turkey is really cute mm-hmm. for writing out steps or directions or sequencing. Um, Twas the Night Before Thanksgiving. I remember that from my childhood, which I love. Um, the big pumpkin is awesome. I got some of the Berenstein bear books, specifically the going on a ghost walk, which is super cute. Um, the llama llama books are awesome. So I got llama llama gives thanks. Um, the ugly pumpkin, which I hadn't seen before, but it's really cute about this pumpkin that looks different than all of the other ones. Um, so that might be a good book. Yeah. For like some social skills, you could definitely work into that. I got the great, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And I feel like this one's so popular right now. Room on the broom. Yes. I've seen, I've seen posts about it. (laughs) It's so cute. So for pretty much any of these books, if you guys go to teachers pay teachers and just type Mm -hmm. in the name of the book, like a million companion sets come up and I did, um, room on the broom just to talk about really quick. And I found this companion 
which is awesome. It's only $6 um, by Whitney SLP. And there are so many resources, like 72 pages of resources, um, all targeting different things. So there's who questions, what questions, basic concepts, repeating sentences, synonyms and antonyms, past and present verbs. There's like a million. Um, and I I love book companions because once you spend that $6, you have access to a million different activities. So you could probably tie in room on the broom to a lot and not majority because that's probably stretching it a little bit, but a lot of your students and you can use the same book in a million different ways, which I love. So make sure you guys check out your libraries because I feel like I was going to say, go to, go to your library now. Cause I know that in the past, if I go too close to the holiday, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Like do not go the week before Halloween because they will be gone because teachers and SLPs like us are Mm -hmm. running there. I don't even think it's the parents. I think it's us that are like taking all of those books because we want to use them in therapy sessions. Um, so I know that on my list, I'm even waiting. I'm I have some on hold already for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I probably will even do Christmas while I'm at it because it's, yep. it's good to plan ahead to make sure that you get some at least. Totally. And if you guys do want to buy them, um, I posted like a whole story on my Instagram, but I saved a ton of money by using thrift mm-hmm. books. And what I like about them is you have the option to choose the quality of the book that you're buying. So I think the options are, um, New, great, good, fair, okay. And all of the ones that I got were either good or better. And I feel like all of the descriptions were pretty accurate. Every single book that I got was for either 419 or 469. And I added up like all of the comparisons. I looked them all up on Amazon and compared it to what I paid on thrift books. And I think I saved about $40, nice. which is huge. And oh, it's, yeah. it's perfect for building on your library without breaking the bank. Totally. So I highly suggest them. Yeah. Yeah. So we just gave you guys a ton of activities. We hope you enjoyed that. Like Claire said in the beginning, if you guys have any other themed activities that you think would be awesome to share, DM us and we would love to share you on our page. We will share the calendar that I mentioned and that trick-or-treating communication board. If you guys are interested in that, but we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We love these little mini themed ones. Thanks again for joining us. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at supersweetspeech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. You can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And don't forget to check out our website, letstalkaboutspeech.com. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in Virginia or Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. Rachel and I also have an email for our podcast, Let's Talk About Speech Podcast at gmail.com. Email us with questions, email us with suggestions, email us just to say hi. We love hearing from you guys. Um, or DM us on Instagram or Facebook. There's a lot of ways to get a hold of us. And if you would like to be featured on our show as a an interview, please let us know as well. We are always looking for that. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and read us. 
And we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Bye.